And now for those of you who turned the record over and are still with us. Welcome to Rapidly Rotating Records, an hour of toe-tapping music from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s with yours truly, Glenn Robison. We've got dance bands, hot bands, sweet bands, show tunes, novelty tunes, blues, jazz, and more on everything from Aeolian to Xenophone and by everyone from Aronson to Zerky. On this week's show, I'll correct a colossal error, introduce you to Evelyn Hiller, and celebrate Peggy Cochran's birthday. We'll also do some hanging around, give a little whistle, and like Dr. Sheldon Cooper, we'll have some fun with flags. Back in November, I played When I Ring Your Front Doorbell by Al Lentz and his orchestra with Al himself singing the lyric, credited to Ev E. Lynn, as I said at the time, obviously a pseudonym. Ev E. Lynn is, in fact, Evelyn Silverman Hiller. Evelyn Silverman was born in Baltz, Russia, on August 16, 1902. She arrived in the U.S. on May 25, 1910, from Rotterdam aboard the SS Castle, C-A-S-S-E-L, presumably with her mother, Dvora Silverman, and settled in Pittsburgh, where she may have worked in vaudeville, but eventually came to write the lyrics to several songs. Joseph Hiller was born in England in 1888, 89, or 90, depending upon the document, and came to the U.S. in 1904 to join his brother in Pittsburgh. He became a song plugger at the Fifth Avenue Music Store owned by the music publishing firm Shapiro and Bernstein. There he met Leo Marx, later to be known as Chico Marx of the Marx Brothers, and in addition to selling a lot of sheet music, the pair performed weekends at Bon Giovanni's Italian restaurant, billed as Marx and Hiller. Marx left Pittsburgh for New York in 1908, and Joe managed the music store until 1918, when he joined the Navy. Following his service, he worked as professional general manager for Watterson, Berlin, and Snyder in New York, where he was a very successful song picker and, along with Samuel Tanner, was a personal song plugger for Irving Berlin. Joe and Sam traveled up and down the eastern seaboard in an open right-hand drive Pierce Arrow, setting up in the music department of five-and-dime stores and local theaters to play and sing tunes for sale on the company's sheet music. In 1926, Evelyn Silverman submitted some of her music to Joe Hiller for publication, but they quickly fell in love and were married on September 20, 1926, in Washington, D.C., a few days later, on October 1st, Evelyn petitioned for naturalization as a U.S. citizen, as Joe had done in 1913. Evelyn didn't care for New York, so in 1928 the couple returned to Pittsburgh, where they took up residence at the Carlton House Hotel. Evelyn busied herself with social functions, charities, and benefits, but Joe, always the entrepreneur and impresario, opened several song shop music stores, a music publishing house, and the showboat and music box nightclubs, as well as hosting a regular radio show on KQV. With the decline of sheet music, Joe founded the Joe Hiller Booking Agency, representing and booking some of the biggest names in show business for over four decades. Joe Hiller retired in 1972 and passed away April 16, 1973, at age 84. Evelyn died August 20, 1991, and they both rest at Beth Abraham Cemetery in Pittsburgh. 
with each passing day, the composers and artists we feature on this show fade further into the past, but I was able to get in touch with a couple of Evelyn and Joe's relatives. Evelyn and Joe both wrote the lyrics to songs, so with thanks to Marta and Mike for helping with the bios, and with best wishes to them, and the rest of the Silverman, Hiller, and Tenor families, here are several of them. A few days ago, a youth from the west, like a bird dropped out of the sky. A plain modest boy with a plane for a toy and a will to make Paris or die. He did not wait for the weather or the clouds to go rolling by as his guiding star, a kiss from his ma. And then he hopped off to the sky. When he left on his perilous journey, with only a sandwich or two, many a one said it couldn't be done. Columbus heard those words too. Picture a lonesome pilot above an envious ocean of blue. Picture a plane fighting fleet and rain. That's what Charlie went through. He found his gold like Columbus, and the world bows to him now. Though we admire every other flyer, an American showed them how. You have made the name of Lindbergh a byword in the world today. Each moment you flew, your ma was with you. We could almost hear her say, There's something nice about every sun, but there's everything nice about you. You are the one in a million who made your dreams come true. Each night I pray for Nungesar and his dear mother, God bless her. There's something nice about every son, but there's everything nice about you. You brought two nations nearer, it's just a hop they heard you say. They can shout your praise to the Marseillais, but you belong to the Sorry and bright. 
sight. The birds are sleeping at night, and there is no one in sight. Under the moon, close to my heart, I feel your tender embrace. Never to part, like birds in June, I'm calling you hoo hoo hoo. You know I'm waiting for you. We've got some loving to do under the moon. up above when you're sailing o'er the skies. The sun is eclipsed by the light in your eyes, flaming blue. You are a joy to behold, and you've set our brain all world. You're a sister to Lindy when up in the sky the American eagle taught you to fly, flaming blue. We're proud in telling the world that you are an American girl. Far in the heavens and sailing high, a tiny speck in the distant sky, with a heart obeying but one command, to hold the course to that distant land. With only an empty, endless space, and nerves of steel for the trying race, 
Like a homing pigeon, her eyes are blind to the safety that she has left behind. The eyes of the world to the heavens turn, and the hearts of the world just wait and yearn. While in towns and cities we kneel and pray for the fates to guide her upon her way. Then the morning dawns and our hearts beat fast. As the news is cabled, she's safe at last. Oh, we've had our heroes, yes, countless men on history's page. But once again, we'll add to the records a woman's name as Ruth is placed in the Hall of Fame. A little girl from nowhere, Ruth Elder was her name, awoke one day to find her name within the Hall of Fame. She flashed across our vision just like a flaming spark, and now we're proud to call her our Yankee Joan of Arc. Flaming Ruth, you're like the rainbow of love, Flaming Ruth, within your plane up above when you're sailing o'er the skies. The sun is eclipsed by the light in your eyes, flaming room. You are a joy to behold, and you've set our brain all world. You're a sister to Lindy, when up in the sky, the American eagle taught you to fly, flaming room. We're proud and telling the world that you are an American girl. Among the nation's heroes, there's one we all admire. She dared the roaring ocean for. It was her one desire. She didn't mind the danger. She had no thought of fear. And now our hearts acclaim her. This heroine. Sincere, flaming blue. You're like a rainbow of love, flaming blue. Within your plane up above, when you're sailing o'er the skies, the sun is eclipsed by the light in your eyes, flaming blue. You are a joy to behold, and you've set our brain all world. You're a sister to Lindy, when up in the sky, the American eagle taught you to fly, flaming room. We're proud and telling the world that you are an American girl. There you have a couple of records about aviators, and we started off with one about someone with whom you're no doubt familiar. That was a tribute to Captain Charles A. Lindbergh, spoken and sung by Leroy Montesanto. That's from Romeo 391, made in June of 1927, and the label credits a tribute to Captain Charles A. Lindbergh to Hiller and Allert. The Allert is, of course, Fred Allert, but based on a Pittsburgh newspaper article, I'm going out on a bit of a limb and say the Hiller is Joe, rather than Evelyn. Some of the other songs Joe wrote were Sing a Good Old Irish Song for Me, If I Could Call You Sweetheart, and Don't Forget the Dear Old Pal You Left at Home. We finished up with a song about another aviator, this one with the words definitely by Alfred Bryan and Evelyn, under the pseudonym Ev E. Lynn, Flaming Ruth. David Mendoza and William Axt wrote the music, and the vocalist on Edison Diamond Disc 52183, made December 23, 1927, is Arthur Fields. 
Flaming Ruth refers to pioneering aviator and actress Ruth Elder, born September 8, 1902 in Anniston, Alabama. In October of 1927, she attempted to become the first woman transatlantic airplane pilot. She and pilot George Haldeman took off from New York, but had to ditch the plane just short of the Azores. Nonetheless, they established a new overwater flight record of 2,623 miles, and at the time it was the longest flight ever made by a woman. On her return to the U.S., Ruth became known as the Miss America of aviation and went on speaking tours, entered flying derbies, made a couple of feature films, was hired by Howard Hughes to work in the aviation industry, and was the basis for a series of inspirational children's books. Ruth Elder died October 9, 1977. In Between the Flights was Evelyn's most famous song, Under the Moon, again credited to Ev E. Lynn, this time with Francis Wheeler, and the tune by Ted Snyder. We heard the Broadway bellhops, with Irving Kaufman taking the vocal honors on Harmony 429-H, May 23, 1927. Why Evelyn Silverman Hiller used the pseudonym Ev E. Lynn even her relatives I spoke with had no clue, but she also wrote Since I Gave My Heart to You, performed live on KDKA in 1935. Unfortunately, I could find no recordings of the tune. I'm Glenn Robison, and you and I are listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. Last week, January 12th, marked the birth in 1902 in Wandsworth, London, England, of pianist, violinist, composer, singer, and broadcaster... Margaret Tennant Cochran to Thomas Andrew Cochran, a civil servant, and Margaret Brown Cochran. A child prodigy, she won a scholarship to the Royal Academy of Music at age eight. Better known as Peggy, on April 21, 1924, she married Dr. Disney Hubert Cran in the Holy Trinity Church in Upper Chelsea, London. 1924 was also the year of Peggy's first broadcasts on BBC Radio, where she was featured regularly into the mid-1930s. She became known as the BBC's Tune a Minute Girl, playing 15 songs nonstop in 15 minutes. She was a versatile musician and might play a classical violin concert, followed later in the day in her hotel cabaret act, known as That Certain Trio, with William Walker and Patrick Waddington. She also sang to her own piano accompaniment and with Jack Jackson's orchestra. In 1937, she joined Jack Payne's orchestra, and though they were both married, formed a close personal relationship that broke up her marriage. Despondent, in October of 1938, Dr. Cran committed suicide by overdosing on morphine. Jack Payne divorced his wife, and he and Cochran married in 1940. Peggy continued to perform, record, and broadcast through the 1950s, and died in the seaside resort town of Bogner Regis on August 9, 1988. Here are three from Peggy Cochran. Willows that weep, shadows that creep, skies that gather rain, breezes that sigh, heavens that cry, Come and ease my pain, the ache in my heart. What is this ache I feel? Only your love can heal the ache. 
A love dream that never could be Sweet moon song That wasn't meant for me It came gliding into my heart Riding on a moonbeam from above Sorrow ended and the whole world blended In a rhapsody of love I heard her singing to somebody else What I thought was my melody Sweet moon song That wasn't meant for me The groom is the hottest trumpet in town. They wanted to please their fans and so decided to be married in the studio. The bride and the bridegroom, you'll hear play. La 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 la. Their love affair must have started this way, so listen to the lovers on the air. The bride is a cricket of renown. A shy jeune homme in town. They wanted to please their friends and so decided to be married on the radio. Saxophones and trombones you'll hear play. Your favorite announcer man will say, Upon my life, they are man and wife. Oh la la, oui oui. Oh, quel mariage, quelle affaire. Oh mon dieu. Oh, c'est merveilleux. Good evening, everybody. This is Paris calling you. We're gonna stage a wedding and we hope you'll hear it through. The bridal party's just arrived. They're in the studio. And when the lot is tired, a honeymooning they will go. I do. I will. The bride, the wedding ring is on, right by her side, her lucky husband John. We wish the loving couple every happiness and bliss. Now listen very closely and perhaps you'll hear them kiss. Honeymoon is 
entirely their affair. We started and ended our tribute to Peggy Cochran with both sides of HMV B6521, Jack Jackson and his orchestra at the Dorchester Hotel, London, September 1st, 1934. First with the ache in my heart. Lester Rome wrote the tune and Bruce Seaver the words. And we also heard Wedding on the Air, written by Ray Austin Morton with the banter between Peggy Cochran and Jack Jackson. Unfortunately, she is not credited on the label. In between, we heard a fine example of Peggy Cochran's considerable piano skills as she accompanied Sam Brown in 1933 on Moon Song, which Sam also recorded that same year with George Scott Wood's orchestra. Moon Song was written by Sam Coslow and Arthur Johnston and was sung in the picture Hello, Everybody by Kate Smith. In ten episodes of the TV show The Big Bang Theory, Sheldon Cooper presented a YouTube podcast show called Fun with Flags in an effort to teach vexillology, the study of flags. Back on December 19th, I played Always Christmas, written by Wilbur D. Nesbitt and recited by Reinald Werenroth, and mentioned that Nesbitt also wrote a poem called Your Flag and My Flag. So in this segment, we're going to have some fun with flags, as Reinald Werenroth recites Your Flag and My Flag. Your flag and my flag, and how it flies today in your land and my land, and half a world away. Rose red and blood red, the stripes forever gleam. Snow white and soul white, the good forefathers dream. Sky blue and true blue, with stars to gleam aright, the glory guidance of the day. A shelter through the night. Your flag and my flag. To every star and stripe the drums beat as hearts beat. And pipers shrilly pipe. Your flag and my flag. A blessing in the sky. Your hope and my hope. It never hid the lie. Homeland and fairland and half the world around. Old glory hears our glad salute and ripples to the sound. Your flag and my flag and oh how much it holds. Your land and my land secure within its folds. Your heart and my heart beat quicker at the sight. Sun kiss and wind tossed, red and blue and white. The one flag, the great flag, the flag for me and you. Glorified all else beside, the red and white and blue. Thank you. 
We started off this vexillology set with Reinald Werenroth reciting Wilbur D. Nesbitt's Your Flag and My Flag. Take three from the May 28, 1917 session was issued on Victor 45124. Next, Arthur Pryor's band with the stirring Salute the Flag March, written by William T. Pearson. That's from Victor 16331, May 3, 1909. And we finished up with Charles Prince's band from Columbia A1125, January 8, 1912, and Sidney P. Harris's Defenders of the Flag. I'm Glenn Robinson, and the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. We're here each and every Sunday evening at 6 on Island Radio, FM 88.7 KISL Avalon. As a test to make sure you are paying attention... A number of you sharp-eared listeners noticed that on last week's show I played Back in the Old Neighborhood, but announced it as Whistling Johnny's by Conway's band. Okay, it wasn't a test. Without going into details about how it happened, I'll just admit I screwed up. But Back in the Old Neighborhood was sung by Irving Kaufman, backed by Ben Selvin's orchestra, on Vocalion 14687, made sometime around September of 1923. Back in the Old Neighborhood was written by Hager, but in another colossal error, not by Fred Hager, the subject of the segment, but by Clyde Hager, no relation. Clyde Hager also wrote That Wonderful Mother of Mine, which I played back in 2008 by Frank Munn, I'm Going Over the Hills to Virginia, and When a Peach in Georgia Weds a Rose from Alabama. So, in a feeble attempt to salvage this debacle, here is the real Whistling Johnnies.
as a little guy, only one foot high, just a figure carved in wood standing on a shelf. Here's the only way he could express himself. They would wind him up and he would whistle. He would stop, start again, blow till he was running low, and then they would wind him up and he would whistle. Standing on the shelf above was a china maid. He would tell her of his love with this serenade. They would wind him up and he would whistle. Whistle to his lady love. Till the spring ran down We begin that little whistling set with Patrick Conway's band playing Fred W. Hager's Whistling Johnnies, described on the label of Victor 17396 as a whistling novelty. They recorded it on July 9, 1913, but that effort was rejected, so they came back the next day and were successful on take two. Next was the Fillmore Band, conducted by Henry Fillmore, playing Fillmore's tune, The Whistling Farmer Boy, complete with whistling, dog barking, and other various and sundry sound effects. Both takes one and three were issued on Columbia 1587-D. Composer, publisher, and bandleader Henry Fillmore wrote more than 250 pieces, including a series of 15 novelty tunes featuring what are known as trombone smears. Fillmore was born December 3, 1881 in Cincinnati, Ohio, and was known as the father of the trombone smear. In addition to trombone smears, I learned another term associated with Fillmore, and that's screamer. Fillmore wrote a number of them, a screamer being a circus march used to stir up the crowd during a show. We finished up with Billy Cotton and his band with Alan Breezy Breeze providing the vocal on They Would Wind Him Up and He Would Whistle, written by Bert Kalmar and Harry Ruby. Rex 9761 was made February 9, 1940. Charles Charlie Berger, B-I-R-G-E-R, was born Shachna Itzhak Berger, on February 5, 1881. During Prohibition, he was a bootlegger in southern Illinois. After a tumultuous life, in June 1927, Berger was arrested for the murder of Joe Adams, was found guilty, and sentenced to be hanged, which happened on April 19, 1928, at the Franklin County Jail in Benton, Illinois. But rather than me drone on, here's Vernon Dahlhart to tell you the whole story.
I'll tell you of a bandit out in a western state Who never learned his lesson until it was too late This man was bold and fearless, the leader of his gang But boldness did not save him when the law said he must hang this bandit's name was Berger, he lived at Shady Rest. And people learned to fear him throughout the Middle West. Was out in Old West City, Joe Adams was shot down. And then the cry of justice, these murderers must be found. Then Thomason was captured and turned state's evidence And Berger was found guilty for he had no defense He asked for a rehearing but this he was denied And in the county jailhouse to take his life he tried on the 19th day of April in 1928 Away out west in Benton, Charles Berger met his fate Another life was ended, the final chapter done Another man who gambled in the game that can't be won Ten Commandments show us the straight and narrow way And if we do not heed them, sometime we'll have to pay We all must face the Master, our final trial to stand And there we learn the meaning of houses built on sand
all those having business with this court come forward now and ye shall be heard. Court is open. First case, State of Texas versus Bill Jones. Bring him in. Honest, Your Honor, honest. I ain't guilty. I never stole a horse. I ain't a thief, Your Honor. Honest, I'm honest. Honest, I'm honest. That'll do. What do you mean you're honest? Jones, you were seen with that horse. You were seen leading him by a rope in broad daylight. What do you mean you're not guilty? Judge, when I picked up that little piece of rope, honest, honest, I didn't know there was a horse on the end of it. Violent. <laughs> He's a thief, Your Honor. Why, he was up here only last week for stealing a watch. Oh, Judge, it was in a moment of weakness that I took the watch. Yeah, if he'd have been feeling strong, I reckon he'd have took the courthouse. <laughs> we'll have order in this courtroom. Call the next witness. They say old Bill Jones is a horse thief And they'll hang him tomorrow at noon We all knew he'd be caught But no one ever thought He would die from throat trouble so soon They're hanging old Jonesy tomorrow When they swing him he won't touch the ground Though it's hard to believe We don't think he will grieve For he's so used to hanging around He's always been fond of his liquor And his hard drinking got him in Dutch But no more booze he laugh For when they spring the trap Poor old Jones will take one drop too much They're hanging old Jonesy tomorrow As an actor he once was a wow When he makes his last stand They won't give him a hand And we don't think that he'll take a bow Old Jonesy has never been nervous Always calm ever since he was young Cold as ice as a rule So collected and cool But tomorrow night he'll feel high strung When full he would swing on his missus And he'd swing on the whole family No one could make him stop He would swing on a cop But tomorrow he'll swing on a tree For years he has not worn a collar Always careless he looked like a wreck Now his wife says that she will be tickled to see The old man with something round his neck They're hanging old Jonesy tomorrow And they say horse thieves suffer remorse He is so very dense and he has no horse sense So what did he want with the horse? Well, this show got pretty gruesome with a couple of hangings. Unbelievable but true, three U.S. states still have hanging as an available method of execution. We just heard Bob Miller and his hanky dinkers with the story of the hanging of that old horse thief, Bill Jones. Bob Miller wrote the music and Jack Mahoney was the lyricist. Their hanging old Jonesy tomorrow was recorded in May of 1930 and issued on Brunswick 428 as well as in Britain on Brunswick 1156. Miller had recorded it about a month earlier for Columbia as Bob Miller and his Scalawaggers. We started off with another hanging, that of Charlie Berger. The hanging of Charles Berger was written by Carson Robison, 
who accompanied Vernon Dalhart on that April 30, 1928, OK78, number 24515. Adeline Hood played the violin, and Dalhart accompanied himself on harmonica. A little over a month later, Dalhart recorded it again on an Edison Diamond disc, which has remarkably good fidelity and an additional 20 seconds of music. In between the hangings, we were hanging around with Warner's Seven Aces, the number one band in Atlanta in the 1920s, led by pianist Byron H. Warner. We heard Hanging Around, recorded in Atlanta on April 19, 1926. Hanging Around was written by the trio of Jack Gardner, Joe Harris, and Fred Hamm, who recorded it with his orchestra a few months before the Aces. I'm Glenn Robison, and I'm very pleased that you've chosen to spend this past hour with me listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. I hope you'll click in or tune in again next week, and as always, I thank you for your very kind attention. <laughs>